There we go. Fantastic. We can coordinate anything together. Isn't it crazy we get the same kind of numbers as those big fancy podcasts? It's unbelievable. Our, it our really listenership is, is uh, unparalleled when I look at those numbers. So yeah, if, we're already top ten. Yeah, our, in I the mean, world. Don't look. Don't look it up. But don't. don't yeah. No. Don't. Don't validate these claims. Our listenership. Yeah. Is if you go unparalleled. to eraser.gg/podcastrankings, you'll notice Eraser is the most listened to podcast on Eraser. Yeah, so, it's the first ten most listened to. Yeah, ten. It's really, honestly, just incredible what we've achieved. On this podcast, I hope that's really what we actually... should turn Eraser into. We should turn into a podcast network, which have like eight <laughs> different podcasts. We can have like a game show podcast. No, like a twenty-four-seven podcast radio channel. Ooh, there you go. We could just hire people to come on. That's a great idea. There is. Uh, a... By the way, Parker, what? I am not making that web that web page on the website, so it's going to be a four hundred four. Well, a jumping that's fine because truck. we still don't have uh, hero numbers. On yeah. Our... You're really oh my gosh. on our homepage. We really don't. We don't. When people go to our homepage, if you're listening to this podcast, you go to our homepage right now. You have no idea how much money we've given away, how many of you have been in our events or interacted with our community, and how many people. We talked are about in this last week. It's not there. And it's still not done. It's ridiculous. Well, anyway, guys. Uh, I edited a whole video this week. Hmm. It is true. You did a great job with that. We'll get into that in a second. Let's. uh, I'm gonna do the intro from here, and we're gonna get going. You good with that? Yep. That's. Oh, we haven't started yet. No. Well, that's the prelude to this part, which is hello, welcome to the Eraser Unnamed Podcast. I'm Parker Kligerman, NASCAR driver, and you know the rest. Joined by the only guy who gets excited by race control, Joshua Mendoza, and Mm -hmm. our very own. What's he an expert in, Josh? Uh, he is an expert in drawing stick figures for profile pictures. AJ Henderson, also known as the Controller King. This is the Eraser Podcast. Let's get it going. drew my profile picture i drew your profile picture yeah <laughs> i don't even know i drew that it. what or no no josh did josh did yeah you did it for the website for my about page on the website that we don't have anymore no yeah, no way right. i drew that yeah yes <laughs> that's when we were working I, on the website i remember i was like because i was like holding the phone in it in the picture like the full picture <laughs> and i was like can you put an eraser logo on the phone and you did. <laughs> so I'm actually the expert in drawing stick figures for yes. profile pictures. That was great. Okay. I liked it. It was a good intro. It was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I thought I had something and then it fell away from me. So I was like, oh, man, I'm done here. But it is <laughs> guys, so we're uh, it off on Josh. Hey, first one of 2022. We did three of these in 2021. So we we are like the consistent podcast. I think everyone's going to be shocked when we drop the fourth episode into a whole new year. What is on your minds? What do we want to get into in the motorsport world or sim racing in 2022 this year, the start of it? Uh, I mean, there are so many fun topics to talk about in this week alone. Um, I think I honestly, can I kick it off with the fact that 
yet again, Kyle Busch is getting hate for racing in a lower series. <laughs> Whoa! This is you can't say lower. Well, I can't say lower. Well, because what, he says what do you I, mean? the top level of that Kyle, type of racing. Kyle said that there is no lowers. It's just others. Mm. Actually, Matthew Dillner said that, but he was retweeting what Kyle said, and Kyle said the same thing. Well, I don't agree with that. So, I will I will actually say no to that because there is absolutely lower areas. Like when I, you know, when you go run a club race, that is not a pro race. That would be a lower category, right? Well, we're talking ovals. All right, in the oval racing, world, there isn't club racing. Yeah, the oval world kind of kind of calls itself professional all the way through. But um, right. So in that sense, here's my thing. I think the whole like discussion is kind of being blown out of proportion because to me, from what I've seen, it's just racer dads that are angry with other racer dads. Which if you go to a short track or a go kart track or a oh, big road course or you go to any racetrack in the world. That someone under the age of eight, well, actually, I would say under the age of probably 25, has a father there that is also <laughs> getting into racing with them or is the reason, the catalyst there in racing. The funder. Yeah, the funder. Just know that there will be an altercation at some point between those fathers because that is called racer dads and they are the worst. <laughs> They're just, I don't know. I, 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 I come from a very unique situation where, um, you know, my dad was not into racing or sports or anything, so it was absolutely the opposite of racer dad. He once, uh, a couple years ago when I was in the Daytona 500, I've, I've told like a couple people this story, but he asked if the Daytona 500 was on TV, which was a pretty funny one. Um, wow. But he's, oh, my God. He's great. I love him to death, and he was able to support me early on, but definitely just not a racing guy. It's not what goes through his mind. Not sports at all. He's uh, He's just not into that sort of stuff. So... I come from the exact opposite, but what I saw as I was coming through the ranks was, and my mom saw it and, you know, maybe experienced it at times was these racer dads. And she was shocked. She's like, wait, like they're so into it. And then from then on, you know, it became a thing where you were always paying attention to these racer dads. And now all we're seeing on Twitter with this Kyle Busch situation to me is just some racer dads having an altercation on Twitter as opposed to in the pits. Hmm. Yeah, have we even explained what? No, we haven't. What, what it is? No, we haven't. Someone explain it. <laughs> I will help you know what you're, we're talking about. Or, All right, uh, so, the last three minutes haven't made any sense. All right, so to explain what happened, basically, is it is it about Kyle or Brexton itself? Because I I thought it was about Kyle racing in the Tulsa Shootout, but is it about Brexton racing in the I Tulsa think Shootout? I think it might be both. It was a mix. originally it was Brexton. Brexton from. Because they have Bre- Brexton has a Twitter account, I doubt he runs it. But he was like, "Oh, I qualified for the pr- the promoter's provisional. Should I take it?" And it was like a poll, yes or no. And then people were going after that tweet, saying, okay. "Oh, you he shouldn't be, you know, you're he, of course he's gonna get the uh, provisional. You're he's Kabush's son, and you shouldn't be down in this series." Or these other kids' parents can barely afford to get there, and then you're just going to take the provisional spot. That was the origination of it. Which, so, the, th- the funny part is, for me personally, like, if I was 14 years old or 13 or whatever this age group is, and Kyle but and, I mean, even, well, I guess he would have been racing when he was just getting in the Bush series when I was around that age. If he had came and raced against me somewhere, I would have been like, this is the single coolest thing that ever happened to me. 
at that time. Like, yeah. Like what? So whoever is out there. Well, you they, mean. What do you mean? You mean like him coming with his son? Yeah, even that would be cool. Like if they're both racing, you know, if it's just his son, not, you know, I think it would be very cool to meet him and that sort of thing. But, you know, you would be racing against his son, not racing against him personally. But like if you got to go on track and say, I race Kyle Busch and you're a teenager, I mean, he's a two time NASCAR Cup Series champion. He's one of the winningest drivers in all of NASCAR history. He's by far probably one of the top 10 highest paid race car drivers in the world, top five most famous in the United States, probably top 10 in the world. Like, how is it? Is anyone see an issue with this guy coming and racing? I don't care if it was tricycles in a local, you know, uh, nursery. Like, you, it would be cool. I just don't get that. I mean, I think the same applies to sim racing events. The fact that people get to race against Dale Jr., Kyle Busch, Connor Daly, Ed Carpenter. Those are all names that have raced in the e-racer events. And I know that a lot of people have said time in and time out that it's one of their favorite parts of racing in the events is because they're getting to race against people that they never thought that they would get to race against in their life. Right. It's like your heroes are coming and, and are competing against you. Like that's just, you grew up a great point. Like we always point that out when Kyle Busch has run some of the e-racer events and you know, there's a just regular guy that, you know, has made his way all the way to the highest level of the event and there he is racing against Kyle Busch, or it's the media member racing against him. It's just like this is the sort of thing you wouldn't be able to do anywhere else. But for a guy like him who is open to going and driving other forms of motorsport and putting himself out there, you know, to in putting himself in the position to be, you know, I guess yelled at or, you know, have bad tweets go his way, whatever. I just think that's commendable. Like there is I don't I maybe someone on here should play the other side the counterpoint but for me i just i don't understand how people have a problem with it but you know i'm not a racer dad here you go counterpoint let's go into the xfinity series or the truck series you Mm -hmm. you can speak on this he comes in he races in single best equipment on the track and he's in better equipment for all but maybe a few drivers out there what value does that add to the actual race itself, if it's even Las Vegas odds are saying that he's got a, you know, a better than 100% or better than 50% chance of winning. But think about when Chase Briscoe beat him at Darlington in that epic duel. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Wild. That was wild. It was that, very was wild. That, to, for Chase at the time, I don't care if he won 20 races that year. The only race that everyone's going to talk about is the one where he beat Kyle Busch in a heads-up duel. Like, that's because he beat Kyle Busch. So I just think, you know, as someone who's raced against Kyle and raced for Kyle, but also, like, in the, you know, I've raced against him multiple times in trucks, forever, where he's probably obviously in a little different equipment situation. Um, On the times I've outrun him or been ahead of him or whatever, I'm just like, hell yeah. I'm getting it done. Like, we're getting it done. This Our team is firing on all cylinders. So, like, I know the fans view it in a negative light, but I don't know how we ever hear competitors really view it in a negative light, and it's because we care. We want to go against the best. If the best driver decides to come and race in a series that is not his primary job, that he is not primarily getting paid to do, then, you know, whoever's in that series probably is thinking, whoa, this is pretty cool. And I know it's kind of overrun because he's sort of done so much of it between trucks and Xfinity, but 
I don't know. I think for all the racer dads that are upset, they need to look at the bigger picture and know that there's probably thousands, if not maybe hundreds of thousands of people that now know that whatever series their kid is racing in, they paid attention to it for that weekend and maybe they saw their kid's name for one time and that will do dividends, you know, pay dividends for them in the future if they're able to go up there and be successful or beat Kyle or whatever. Think about Eric Jones. He beat Kyle at the Snowball Derby, basically launched his career. So, like, I I just, I think those racer well, dads is that, are being insane. Is that the same thing as Brexton Bush running in a lower series, though? Even just, you know, Kyle's there, but... I think it's entirely... He's not racing. No, it's entirely different. Because Brexton... Well, that was the original outrage, was the whole Brexton thing. Well, I think that's because they said he didn't. He name. didn't actually take it. Yeah. I should say that he didn't actually take it. Look. But he had the option to, and people were upset about that. Look, racing is full of nepotism, and it always will be. Yep. And yeah. if you have a name, then by all means, use it. I mean, no effect. Chase Elliott is an incredible race car driver. Does Chase Elliott get the same opportunities if his last name isn't Elliott? Who knows? Does Ryan Blaney? Who knows? But the point is they got there and they're really talented and they're successful. I think for anyone who has a name, you know, you'd be stupid not to try and use it. And in racing, it's hard enough to to make it as – it's hard enough to keep a job as being one of the best drivers in the world uh, at the top level, let alone work your way through the ranks – um, you know, just even using a name. So I have no problem with it. I think it's the way that racing is. And, you know, at the end of the day, I don't, if the person is, looks like they're being forced to do it or whatever, that would be entirely different. But if they're someone that's successful and they move up through the ranks and they continually perform, then by all means, I don't care what their name is. They deserve it and they're going to get to the top. There you go. I mean, I think that's, that's pretty much a, a good way to put it. I mean, if you get there, you deserve to race where you want to race. And depends on, you know, what you did to get there. It doesn't really matter as long as you're there and you've earned your way there. Then uh, who cares where you race? Yeah. What does it matter? <laughs> I mean, like, there you go. I like, well, just to, the final point is like people that, you know, get upset. Um, maybe, you know, the pay driver thing versus like a driver who maybe has a sponsor versus just getting hired. And it's like, it's the, stupidest argument because i don't care who you are uh if you're a driver the best thing in the world you could possibly have is a sponsor that stuck to you and the only other better thing is to have a really rich family so that's about the, about the end of the whole thing with racing let's move on what's get, the next topic get, question get, actually get, i want to ask a question what do you treat it the same i want to bring sim racing into this mm-hmm. alt accounts in sim racing do you treat that the same you know? Well, we had this discussion. I don't get them. I don't get it. Okay. So yeah. it's not the same for sim racing. Well. These guys, the guys going on alt accounts, running in lower SOF races. Yeah, but, like, what's it matter? Because for them, it's not the account they're trying to get anywhere with, right? Okay, that's fair. So, I just, yeah. you know I what I mean? wanted to bring sim racing into it. No, it's, it's a yeah. good point. I actually think it's a good point. We should move on. But, yeah, I just yeah. don't think it'd do anything with it. They're not trying to gain long, anything okay. out of that. Long... Long story short, get rich, go sports car racing. Hey, that's going to be a t-shirt one. There we go. Got that (laughs) upgrade. (laughs) That's a great idea, actually. (laughs) Should be a t-shirt. Let's make it. All right, Parker, what what do you got? I thought you guys had the next topic. Well, the next topic, okay. Next topic is Parker updates us on Dakar Day 1. 
Oh, yeah, Dakar. So um, it's the rally has started. So we're recording this on January 2nd. Um, the rally is through the first of the real stages. There's sort of a prologue on the first, but then the first real stage is today. Um, and National Atia has led in the cars. Um, in the bikes, there's a couple Americans, including a privateer. Uh, you got to watch it. Who Mason Klein, who actually used to GoFundMe to get over there, and he's in the top five of the first two days, basically. Wow. So that's pretty awesome. And there's a bunch of Americans competing, with, including Ricky Brayback, who's the 2020 champion. Skylar Howes is an American who was a privateer the last couple of years and then was so fast last year. He got a factory ride this year, so that's pretty cool. There's a lot of Americans. There's Americans in the side-by-sides that are leading right now, um, leading or in second in both classes and side-by-side. Um, and then the one interesting thing, though, is that Audi decided to create this electric sort of hybrid car Ooh. for the Dakar this year with three – Drivers, including two huge names, Stefan Petterhansel, who's Mr. Dakar. He's won a bajillion times. And then uh, Carlos Sainz Sr., not the F1 driver, but the dad of the His F1 father. Driver. His father, who's yeah. a world rally champion twice over. Has won the Dakar rally three times, I want to say. Um, yeah, they, he's, really, he's a really good driver. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people know him, his son, but he himself is an incredibly good driver. Well, he's El Matador. He's he has a nickname. He was huge in Spain back in the the height of his World Rally days, um, and still is obviously huge. But the and then they have Matthias Ekstrom, who uh, comes from the German touring cars. But nonetheless, all three of them had like huge issues in the first stage. So oh, big big man. F for the Audi team. Uh, big money yeah, spent in the chat. Yeah. So, but anyway, the uh, the first episode airs. Tonight, 8 p.m. on Olympic Channel and then also on Peacock. And then, Josh, you've said it's on NBCSports.com. So it's basically yeah. everywhere. Uh, check yeah, it out. Yeah, you can find a place to get it. Oh, I did. I'm going to hope. I think I'm going to let see if they'll let me post this on social media. So when you're listening to this, you'll hear it. But I did an intro for the Dakar that I wrote uh, New Year's Eve day that I just got inspired. And it is incredibly dramatic. Um, and I wasn't sure they were going to let me go with it, but I think they used it. So I'll find out here in about 20 minutes when we wow. airs. But oh, if it is, it is the most dramatic thing I've ever voiced over slash written. So we'll <laughs> see. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually That's really looking funny. really looking forward to that. I'm definitely going to have to pull it up now to see you if know, they you, use it. You do have pretty good writing skills. Thank you very much. I won't lie. My mom says that too. Yeah. You and Your my mom. Instagram stories that you do sometimes are pretty great. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Not like Instagram stories, but like a story in an Instagram post. I like long form. I like long form. Sometimes I get inspired and I like to write it out. So I've never Mm -hmm. really kept a diary, but then my mom told me, she was like, hey, you kind of do with uh, your Instagram stories. And I was like, oh, interesting. You're right. It's a great idea, though. Yeah. Write a diary every day of your racing career and then write a book when you're like 60. I could just do it off my Instagram stories. I used to have yeah, that. There you go. I used to have that uh, hashtag cars I crashed or whatever. That was a pretty funny series. I did. Uh-huh. Yeah, Ugh. I'd tell the story. But anyway, that's the Dakar update, guys. Just follow along. We got 13 more days. There you go. So we can. Uh, that that's going to be entertaining. That's two more episodes. During that time frame. Oh, yeah. We'll keep updating you. If yeah. you don't hear it there, you'll hear it here on the Eraser Unnamed podcast. His short updates from the commentator himself, <laughs> Parker Kligerman. Um, 
So really quickly, uh, AJ and I just got done recording a short little segment here about U-turns, and we did hear from Clint Roberts, so we're going to have a quick little discussion on that. Um, we're going to kick Parker out of the commentary booth for that, and then um, I'm get sure... Parker. Yeah, get out of here, mm, Parker. Yep. What's up, guys? It's Cloberts. I was just going to comment on the U-turns. I honestly always thought that U-turns were illegal. We just can't do them around here. Um, I actually laugh at the Google Maps lady every time she says, please make a U-turn when safe, because... I'm just like, you can't, that's illegal. Why would I do that? But uh, they actually do have some intersections around here that were causing a lot of fatalities or really dangerous, like people going across four lanes of busy traffic and all that. And every time they rework them over these past couple of years, they've been adding actual dedicated U-turn lanes. So I'm convinced that U-turns are actually safer. And honestly, if it was up to me, we'd have U-turns and we'd have roundabouts everywhere. But uh, yeah, uh, love the show, guys. I'll be listening next week. All right, so that was Clint. Thank you for the kind words there at the end, Clint. Um, it's interesting how he says as they're adding roundabouts, they're adding dedicated U-turns, U-turn lanes. Um, that's really interesting. Now, that goes entirely against your statement of U-turns are inherently unsafe, AJ. If there's specific U-turn lanes made specifically for U-turns and there's the proper signage, I... That, that makes sense with for me then, you know. So a protected left-hand turn lane that has a sign that says you can also do a U-turn? No, that's not allowed. That's not... <laughs> why that, that negate that negates the it's the whole point of an intersection to begin with. To change a, a direction of travel? Yeah. Isn't a U-turn a change of the direction of travel, though? It is, but the U-turn is for a U-turn. An intersection is for an intersection. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm where not. Do you g- do, where do you do a U-turn normally? I don't do U-turns at all because they're illegal <laughs> in Ohio. I I also want to comment on the fact that they're adding dedicated U-turn lanes immediately after they add roundabouts, which in it of themselves add a beautiful way to do a U-turn safely. Yeah, that, I guess you, that you know that, that's a possibility. It seems a little counterintuitive to as you're adding roundabouts to add a dedicated U-turn lane. Yeah, is, can't you do that in a roundabout? You could, but a roundabout is a kind of intersection, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So checkmate, AJ. You just yeah, but it's not the same. You... <laughs> you know, it's not the same. You're right. It isn't the same. I think. Growing up in California, once you learn a U-turn on, like, the far left-hand, you know, left-hand protected left turn lane as a U-turn safe zone with three wide uh, roads, I think that's a safe place to do uh, a U-turn. But uh, honestly, yeah, I I still feel like there is more to this topic that we're not getting from some people, Um, but I think we might need to bury the hatchet on the u-turns being illegal in ohio is a weird thing i yeah let's let's move on. let's find a new thing to debate about because honestly uh we kind of already ran out of all the content we could use for u-turns what about right, right on reds what about them do you are you against them i'm i'm for them are you against uh, them? i'm totally for them you are okay yeah well because it's different you know because you turn right at stop signs and stuff, so I can't. Why shouldn't you be allowed to do it at a at a light? Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. 
I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Tag us on Twitter or send us a voice memo. Our Twitter is at eraser underscore gg. You can also send us a voice memo by going to eraser.gg and clicking on the podcast tab. There you can send us your voice memo uh, and or tweet at us. So let's hear your thoughts. What are your weird traffic rules that you don't like? I oh, want to make this oh, kind of a regular one second. Thing. Before, let's hear also, tell us your traffic rules. Your red, your your red, your your right on red, or whatever it's called, and do you call it pop or soda? Ah, uh, well, be fun some people just week. call it straight up Coke or cola. Oh, no, that they do, yeah. Even if it's like Sprite, they'll call it Coke. Y- yeah, yeah. I want them newfangled Sprite cokes. Yeah, like what? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that either. We're boring the audience at this point, so we're gonna go ahead and send it back to the three of us um, to close out yeah, this show. So. Yeah, where is Parker? Why did he not participate in this section? Why'd Maybe he, he didn't. Why did he disappear? This is this is weird. Um, Can't see you. Ya. Back back over to you, Josh. All right, thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. We're back here. Um, that was a really entertaining <laughs> segment. Uh, can you tell that it was inserted right in the middle there, guys? Right, right, perfectly in the middle. That is funny. That is TV right there. <laughs> I haven't heard it, so I have I know less than anyone that's actually listened to this now. <laughs> oh, so let's let's so Parker. Oh, we don't need a recap. I don't need a recap. You don't need a. I'm not I'll giving you a recap. Do you just do you side with AJ or with me on that? Since you didn't hear anything, who do you side with? I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Do you have, uh, does anyone have any any news or, or sim racing news they want to uh, discuss? I have news, real quick. Oh, all right, let's hear it. Well, this is not my news news, but just before we get into that, I just want to give a uh, little point or a word of the wise for people out there. Um, do not try to send flowers to your girlfriend in China. They will never get there. I'm looking at an email right now that started on December 19th, it is now January 2nd. Her flowers have still not gotten there because they keep telling me they need a phone number. I've given them every phone number possible plus the address. They won't just go deliver the flowers. I don't understand. I'm frustrated. <laughs> anyway. You know, that is a Dude, whole... they probably just stole them. They probably did. They're going to... No, they'll actually... They'll arrive in a couple of weeks dead after the people who are holding them get tired of having them in their house. I don't know what's going on. She loved – it's been a wonderful experience over there. Uh, great people, very hospitable, but the flower situation is is suspect. So I'm just putting uh, it out it there. It sounds like it. You know, I – so just as a quick aside, there has been this YouTube series I've been following where this guy sends air tags in the mail oh. just to see how accurate shipping updates are and, like – Ooh. He has sent three to North Korea, zero have arrived, and DHL's explanations are hilarious. Because he's like, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I know exactly where it is. The fact that they've lost it inside their own facility, which I know the address to and could drive to, it's hilarious. I'll have to drop a link in the, in the description in of the this Discord. show notes. Uh, yeah, in the Discord. Yeah, check it out. Uh, e- is this uh, an ad? Discord us? No, hey, it's just guy? a really entertaining YouTube series. It oh, really okay. is. I I I'm this is a legitimate recommendation. I am not being paid whatsoever by this YouTuber that I don't even know the name of. If I knew the name, then it might be an ad. But 
<laughs> do we? Have, that do is we have... pretty funny though. Uh, I never have... knew Air Tags existed, and then I was watching a video on YouTube like the other day, and I found out. You didn't know they existed? I got like six of no. them. There's just one dude who was like, this guy's stealing stuff out of my trailers that I own. So he put air tags on all the stuff in the trailer so he could find the stuff when it gets stolen. I was like, oh my gosh, I never knew this existed. This is amazing. That's wow. funny. That's that's Did hilarious. All right, do we have people actual... People are using air tags to steal cars. Really? I did, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're putting their... This is an air tag podcast now. Forget the, the motorsports. They're putting air tags in expensive cars and then waiting till they drive home with them mm-hmm. and jacking them at, out of oh. their house. Oh. Yeah. It's a messed up deal. That's messed up. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I wasn't expecting people to do evil stuff with the air tags. I thought they were a positive change. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, I, 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 I want to get it. back to motorsports. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's talk about cars. Do you guys have any, AJ, do you have a news? Uh, topic. I have no news. Oh, Nothing's happening no this news. week. Okay. You, no news. Not I, I have no. Not in the esport world. Nothing. Nothing. No. Um, I've been thinking about doing. I've been thinking about driving twenty four hours of the Nurburgring without getting any incidents. Uh, I guess that's some personal news. I've been <laughs> thinking about doing that. I think that'd be really cool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. All right. In in other news, I have news. <laughs> Do you want to hear said news, Parker? I'd like to, yes. Please, anything. So it has been announced by Insurance King that they are going to be sponsoring Josh Balicki in 2022. They're not sure how many primaries as of yet, but they're just letting fans know that they're going to continue their support of Josh Balicki uh, in his future endeavors, at least during the his 2022 campaign. Um, and Josh Balicki is actually a sim racer. Uh, he's very frequently on sim racing. He was actually supposed to be a part of the NAS boys during the original 24 hours of Nürburgring. So exciting news for Josh. So I saw the Reddit post for this and I loved the comments. Let's just say they were inspiring. I'm moving on. Really? Yeah. I, I need to read this now. I just pulled it up. <laughs> inspiring. I- is that a joke? <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Oh, I, anyway, it, it is very inspired. <laughs> mm. Moving on, uh, guys. I my so I had a couple news topics. Well, I have a, I have two things. One is a sim racing thing, so I'll save that for this. What would be the sim racing section? Because we've just done that. We're doing the news right sim here. Racing we also, yeah, we always do the new, we do main topics, the news, then we go into sim racing, and then we go to the extracurricular stuff. But you guys nice. obviously are not following the. Uh, you you would think AJ would know our format after format. four episodes. Yeah, what the heck? It's a very. I didn't know easy we had a format. format. It's been the, the sheet has been updated every time. <laughs> we haven't gotten one this week. We didn't make them this week. No, I've been a little... No, we didn't. No. Well, this is supposed to be a mini episode. This is a mini episode. We didn't going. even say that at the top. This is a shorter episode. But uh, two things. All right, I want to get into the first thing. So off-season F1 headlines are the funniest thing in the world. And I've been saying this for probably a decade. Because they're just the most ridiculous... Like, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Where they, they extrapolate one small thing a driver has said or a team has said and turn it into an, an entire headline and call it breaking news. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. It's hilarious. So if you go, they've been doing this 
for I well longer than a decade. Like I remember reading these things back in 2005, 2004 on, you know, back then you'd go to like f1crash.net, I can't remember the sites. motorsport.com didn't exist at the time. Anyway, the right now on motorsport.com, the headlines are Ricciardo lost in quotes a bit of faith after quote nearly laughable start to F1 2021. That's the main headline. You, so, did you just call him Ricciardo? I said Ricciardo. What did I say? Oh, I thought you said. I it sounded like you said Ricciardo. Well, I was speaking. Maybe fast. I misheard that. All I right. was like, that's a new way to pronounce it. Go ahead, carry on. Hold on. Oh yeah. Mazepin feels ready for fight in F1 midfield in 2022. Breaking news, guys. Breaking news. I just love these that. are yeah. These are totally like that. This is insane. Oh, it's uh, my they've favorite. Been, they've been doing this for. I cannot I for as long as I can remember. It's the best thing in the world and I've always I thinking, mean like we don't do there this was, in NASCAR. That's there the was, ideal strategy right now, right? With articles to just spam them out to get as many clicks as possible. Yeah, just get get people to click on your article and as long as they load the ads, they don't really care if you actually read the article. You know, See, basic, that's their Yeah. Well the the moral of the story is when you are an F one driver, just know the smallest part of your quotes will become breaking news. How I, diplomacy between F1's heavyweights died in 2021. What does that even mean? <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. So there was one that I enjoyed. It was like, I think they were talking about, like, ha- Lewis Hamilton for certain to be back 2022, very first race. And it was based off of, like, some random FIA delegate who's like, he should be back. And it's like, okay, <laughs> like, uh <laughs> Maybe it's we should wait stretch. for a confirmation rather than reporting it off of a random FIA delegate. It's just so wild. So wild. So um, do you guys have any other news? No, no. I mean, okay. it's Well, I have it's What is your sim racing news? Oh, right. yeah, let's hear that. So the sim racing thing is actually kind of cool. Well, there's not, a lot of, there's not a lot of information out there, but I was reading an article uh, by Tom Christensen, who is the uh, many, many – what do you win – he went Le Mans like seven times, something like that. Um, sure. For Audi, primarily, was the, the main guy. He's one of the most successful um, sports car drivers of all time. And he's now working for the FIA. But in this article, talking about F or just talking about basically what his duties are with the FIA and what he's looking to do and why he's getting involved with it and all these things and where he feels motorsports is at, he said that the FIA is dropping the FIA eSports world rankings. Yet. Whoa. Wait. If you look this up, I couldn't find anything on Google about it. But he remarks twice, basically, about this FIA eSports world ranking. So I don't know what that's going to be, but he talks about how the FIA has a lot of cool plans for eSports, how they're you know going to lean heavily into eSports and motorsports connecting the two. Sounds familiar. Hey, we should probably talk FIA. Have you ever heard of E-Racer? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can't wait till I could become a bronze class driver. Yeah, well, we'll see what this is. But I don't know what that means um, other than I just found it very interesting that he mentions this, yet you can't find anything else about it. So if you're out there and you're listening and you can find out more about the FIA eSports World Rankings, uh, we'd love to know what these are, where 
is this well, is eraser going to be included is winning the firecracker 400 mm-hmm. an automatic top of the game thing or does, what yeah, how, does many get, po- how many does fia get points do i get yeah yeah do you get super license yeah super license points does, does michael cozy now have 20 super license points for winning the firecracker he, 400 and... well is he automatically eligible for the f1 esports uh, oh, you know that's ah, yes. that's true. Are they just gonna take everything? You know, that does real make me ask. Esports? We're we're not experts on every sim racing series in the world because there's a lot of them. But who do you think would be at the top of the FIA rankings? What Mitchell, driver? Mitchell DeJong. Yeah, probably Mitchell DeJong or like a yep. Keegan would be up there, or like a Bobby Zelensky, mm-hmm. or yep. Uh, who's one of the, the other top Porsche guys? Um, oh, it's. His he has the same. It's uh, Joshua Bron- something. Oh, Josh He's Rogers. The, Rogers. Yeah, yeah Josh, Josh Rogers. Rogers. Yeah. yeah, I think any of those I think guys. Cronky's on. I I also think the F one esports guys would probably be up there because of just the the largesse of that series. Mm-hmm. And then of course they're gonna include like the Gran Turismo stuff. I never follow, but I'm sure they'd be included in there somewhere. Gran Turismo's cool. No, I like I, it. I, I, think, knock it. I, I just don't like... follow that stuff. I don't. I have no connection. I, to yeah. It. It's hard to follow. I feel like in any sort of classification or ranking of that, there needs to be like a – they probably ha- have to adjust it for the amount of skill required to actually race on that platform comparative, like an index, skill index or something. Mm. Similar to how a Formula you know, 3000 car is not as hard to drive as a Formula 1 car, um, the different physics engines have to be applied. You can't compare yeah. NASCAR heat. To well, it's all relative racing. to who you're racing against, you know? Um, Yes, but it's still at the end of the day. I mean, becoming a five-time world champion on an arcade racing game is not the same as becoming a five-time world champion on a simulation That is platform. a very interesting point, Josh. Uh, I don't know. And how, you know, where they rate them, how they, what they, how they decide, like, is iRacing difficulty level higher than you know, say F1's game, right? Like that's mm-hmm. a very – maybe E-Racer should just have our own rankings. We'll just do it ourselves. Yeah, definitely. That. I mean, we're we going to – everyone I'm... who wins an E-Racer <laughs> event gets an immediate pr- promotion to the top of the leaderboard for a week. So, <laughs> I would be interested if we did this – if we took a two days – and as a thought exercise, tried to say what would that look like, and how would you in- rate each game slash platform, and tried to come up with like essentially who is the most, the highest ranked esports, e motorsports driver in the world. That'd be interesting. I'm sure that's maybe what they're doing. Yeah, I'm definitely curious to see what that would what that would look like. Um, speaking of e motorsports. We are right around the corner from a massive time in eNASCAR. It is going to soon be silly season for eNASCAR, where all of these people who just raced their way through the Contender Series, as well as the already the top 19, I believe it 20. was, Coke Series. Oh, yeah, well, Bob well, Bryant yeah. yeah, Bob Bryant retired. So the top, tw- or top 19 uh, Coke Series drivers and the top 21 Contender Series drivers are all going to get signed on teams in a big kind of draft-like fashion. It's not it's not a draft, but it's it's a period in which they can be signed. Yeah, free agency period time. And there is somebody in this call who has done that before. Oh yeah, twice. I've been through different types. Um, 
and it is the it's so the way just so everyone understands the way it works is you're allowed to re-sign one of your drivers ahead of free agency that was able to return in the top 20 so if you had a driver that was in the top 20 from the day the season ended till free agency you could you could re-sign them anytime you just have to come to an agreement then once free agency opens the everyone's open to negotiate with all different drivers and that sort of thing. So all the drivers are eligible. Um, and that's when the craziness starts. Last year, we went into free agency for the first time, um, and it was one of the wildest 72 hours of my life in terms of negotiating, getting calls from Denny Hamlin, Dale Jr., like negotiating against these guys, negotiating against McLaren for certain drivers, <laughs> and it was insane. Um, I think the teams are getting smarter about it. Um, I think the, you know, the amount the drivers have asked for is kind of probably hit a cap, um, which unfortunately I wish they could get more, but I just don't think the the income is there yet. So we just got to keep building it up. But um, it's definitely a, uh, it's an exciting endeavor. And for all the teams out there and for all the, it's already started the discussions in the team chat and such amongst the GMs and all them. So it's uh, it's live, and uh, we'll see where everyone ends up. There you go. Yeah. Do you so does Kligerman Sport have any idea of who they're gonna pick yet? Do you got have you guys had those discussions yet? Plead the fifth. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> All righty, there you go. Oh, that's we'll the end of the. Find out. That's the end of my uh, sticky note over here of topics to discuss. Um, do, and we went over our guys everything. Mark. We went over the 30-minute mark. I think we yeah, should just say – be close to a full episode. One thing is we should ask for people to send in um, some – you can write or send us – leave us a message. If you go to eraser.gg uh, and go to the podcast tab, there's a place to leave us a message. Yeah. Send please, a voice message. Yeah, please uh, rate and review on your favorite platform and join our Discord. And, uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Wait. And let us know your rankings of, race, of sim racers in the world. I'd love to know that. So – I I really have been like every time I listen to this I get frustrated with myself because I don't say it. Discord.gg forward slash eraser is how you join our Discord if you want to join it. If that is the quickest way to do that. And check out our Twitter account eraser underscore gg. Instagram is the same thing. YouTube search us up eraser underscore gg. You can find a kind of a oh. video platform version of it. Yeah, what's up, Parker? What do you I got have? For one us? more topic. Oh. The like, energy just went up by 10,000%. It did. Let's hear it. All right. So I joined – I saw a thing a couple weeks ago that was this group that were going to try and buy a golf course uh, using the structure of a DAO, which is a decentralized autonomous organization. This is very much oh, in the crypto yes. world called Lynx DAO. Well, Lynx DAO, I got involved in their Discord pretty early on and thought, hey, this is a cool concept. And I understood that, you know, they were going to build a community around it. And maybe this community goes to like the Masters or something. And I'm not a huge golfer, but I like to play occasionally. And my brother's a big, huge golfer, and a lot of my friends are. So I was like, I'm going to join this thing, see what it's all about. And they did an NFT drop for all the people that were all early in. And it's been like huge. There's tons of famous people that are getting involved, all this big stuff. And they're going to try and buy a golf course. But the whole time, all I could think about was who's going to do this in racing. So if you're out there and you've seen the Lynx Dow thing and think it's kind of a cool concept, let us know. So I've found it to be pretty enjoyable so far. The group, the community is in, is amazing. It's huge. It's grown like to the Discord. It's like ten thousand people now, from like 
just before the NFT drop. It was like three or four thousand. I can't remember. Um, but also just so many influential people involved and so many things that they're trying to do. And they've done a great job of like sort of giving the roadmap of how they're going to pull it off and eventually buy a golf course and create like the modern golf club that also allows you to go to different golf courses around the world. So I think it's going to be a, it's a very cool concept. We'll see if it works out, but I couldn't help but think, how could that be applied to racing? So if you're out there and you know what we're talking about, let us know in the discord. You want to buy a race team or you want to buy a race series? I don't know. Which one should we buy? I Why not both. Both. Yeah, I we'll just buy well, it let's all. Let's buy a race team inside a race series. We'll just so buy then a race we series. can rig the race to us for us to win. <laughs> yeah, so the Dow's team always wins the Dow's series. <laughs> but I do think it's I think it's a, so so, you know, this is something that's going to occur in the next two, three years because of this explosion of Web3 and what's going on in the crypto world and so on and so forth, where it's the idea of people owning the things they dedicate their time to, whether it's their fandom, whatever, and then also the idea of people having ownership in the things they use, right? So, like, you know, if Discord was started in a Web3 design, we would have owned pieces of it early on and been rewarded for that as it grew to becoming worth $14 billion since we were all here really early on, right? Like that's the concept of it. No longer is it small or centralized. It's the idea of communities being a part of the things they they dedicate their time to or they use and, and believe in. So uh, this Lynx DAO is pretty cool, but I just think there's going to be so many more you know, uses for this sort of design. Um, and I think it's uh, it's going to be cool to watch. So if there's anyone else that's interested that listens to this podcast, I'd love to hear more from you guys. At P. Kligerman on Twitter. Yeah. Boom. Great way to get in contact. There you go. And, uh, yeah, I mean, should I hit that outro song, guys? I think we should. Thank you all. We're uh, looking forward to doing this as often as, po- as humanly possible throughout 2022. Let us know what you do and don't like. We'll see you. All right. And uh, AJ, how are those safety glasses doing for you right now? Great. Do you like them? Uh, yeah, is this a trick question? No, no. I mean, the, the I'm sure the outro is done playing. Now. Oh, is the music <laughs> going right now? Yeah. Oh, okay. All, All right. right, guys. And Parker's phone rings, and it's over. All right, bye. <laughs>